0: Coming up today on the show, we're going to talk the latest Disney news and rumors, and we're going to discuss the latest completions for the Parkology Challenge. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. <music> Welcome, everybody, to the show. This is episode 232 for Wednesday, September the 4th. 2019 my name is adam and i am joined as always by john how's it going and jason hello everyone so you sound a little blue today jason is that because you're not uh traveling with the mouse today
1: that's correct. I am, instead of sampling food and wine fare and getting in my parchaeology completion and just in general being at Disney World, I will be at work. Boo. Because, boo. So yeah, boo. pretty clum about that. It's not a great trade.
2: Yeah, I was thinking work. he's playing the role of Eeyore today from the way he started in like. yes.
1: Yeah, I mean when you thought you were going to be at Disney world and then this hurricane cancels everything. Eh. Yeah. I mean, we want to make sure of course, everybody is safe. It looks like it's not going to hit. I mean, we are recording this, uh, before the, uh, official hit and hopefully it does not make direct landfall and everybody is safe. And some of the forecasts are as, as expected, but because, of the way that is being lined up my flights were canceled and so i had to cancel everything else i wasn't about to drive directly into a hurricane that didn't seem smart (laughs) yeah i was a little bit
2: surprised that they canceled when they did but i guess they're just being cautious um yeah well well by the time you guys are hearing this of course it's all over with pretty much for the most part but yeah. yeah, so
0: you guys know more than we do at this point as yeah. to what happened, but uh, <laughs> it looks as though, yeah, they're, they're being a little a little bit overcautious, but...
1: I mean, I'm sure the wind shear and, uh, is hmm. going to be pretty bad on Tuesday that they right. might not be able to land the planes or take right. off. Um, right. They were going to reschedule me to fly in on Wednesday, but that doesn't work very well. Although, as we'll talk about later, I might be able to come in at like 9 o'clock on Wednesday morning and still be able to complete the way things have been going. <laughs> it could, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, now if you ride Mission Space, it's actually live video and on the landing of the uh, uh, green side.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, live <laughs> video. It's not...
0: Uh, at the moment. Yeah, it's not fake. It's, it's the uh, most really.
1: realistic it's been in years. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so
0: there's there's All that. Right. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the news, and we'll try to cheer Jason up uh, along the way.
2: Yeah, we don't want this to be a completely depressing episode. I mean, we can try and liven it up a little bit.
0: Well, let's talk about a happy story then, John. What do you got?
2: Well, it's, this is a relative term as to whether how just how okay. happy this one is, <laughs> but... All right. um, We'll we'll start things off with additional details released for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Experience, which of course is the hotel. Last week on the show, where we talked about floor plans and the transportation system, and even uh, kind of speculated somewhat about the um, the pricing. Um, there was a couple of more things that were added not too long after, as far as a few details. Um, you know, the atrium. Um, Kind of a cruise-like feel uh, from some of the uh, photos that came out. Um, Of course, there's no golden statue of uh, Mickey or whoever, whichever character, whichever ship you're on at the time. Lightsaber training was one of the interesting things that they put on there. Um, The lightsaber dojo where you can put your lightsaber skills to the test while facing off against a training remote. And you may discover your own connection with the Force. The engineering room, kids' play area. It's described as crew-only portion um, where young travelers can discover the inner workings of the ship's system, which is kind of like the ocean air Club, basically, in the lab. So they are really... I, it's, it's funny, when this is all said and done, like, I could walk on this... I could go into this hotel and probably get the whole cruise ship feel out of it from the way they're lining this up. <laughs> hmm. I mean... I'm I know they're trying to put you on another planet, but I'm starting to see some similarities, in other words, with how they're, they're it's right. like the cruise ship on land almost, but themed to Star Wars. So, so
0: what if you're, what if, as far as the lightsaber thing and using the remote for lightsaber training, what if you're of the mindset that hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster
2: at your side? Uh, well, they'll probably give you a blaster, I don't know. Is there blaster training? That's no, kind of what I'm getting at. I kind of doubt it. I'd prefer that.
0: Prefer well, then
1: let's just not go. Yeah, I mean, they don't have it. <laughs> yep. Screw it. I think I'm probably not going to go anyways, because this, even though it sounds very immersive and cool, we've already talked about we will get to blaster training, and my son will ask, when are we riding test tracks? So, <laughs> yeah, Good point.
2: I think I'm going to have to do this yeah. at least once, though. It just it, it uh it's gonna depend on the price point really <laughs> if it was or not I think it's worth it <laughs> yeah um, I think I
0: would want to see what other people think about it first like the vloggers that will yeah. inevitably do this first it'll, day I'm gonna
2: say that'll be invited there <laughs> probably to stay Tim Tracker on the first will be on first yeah. cruise because
0: <laughs> I get the impression that Tim Trackers is not the uh, cosplay kind of guy necessarily
2: I I so. I don't even think he's really that big of a Star Wars fan he has he has trouble right. picking up on some of the yes. you know references I mean, he's sometimes not as big. yeah he's certainly not like Adam Dewoo or Justin Scott oh, is bigger. like Skard, he's like yeah he like he knows it all when it comes well, to I Air think World. there's
1: gonna be a new fun game for us to play because you know they're gonna shuttle them over to Batu and you just try to spot the people yeah. staying in the hotel and you know sort of screw with them a little bit. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting, yeah. If there was some way to know that they were hotel guests,
1: I think for the, I think if they're really into it, you'll know.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah.
2: Well, there was one more thing in the story that I meant to talk about was called the Silver Sea Lounge, where uh-huh. you can sip a drink in this stylish lounge and uh, I mean a warm and inviting retreat for passengers of all ages. It says. It appears you can also try your hand at a game of sabak. I think that's what I said. Yeah. But we'll have to see how that plays out as the project progresses. So it's unclear as to whether this is part of the dinner show or it might be, which also might be coming to the Star Cruiser. So again, another element that's very similar to a cruise ship. And, um... It's funny because they they have a a line in this story at the end. It says, "Start banking those credits now because you're going to need to steal a lot of coaxium to afford to stay aboard the Helicon and dine at yeah. the very exclusive dinner show restaurant in a few years' time." <laughs> yeah,
0: so need to bank my uh, credits that I've earned from Smuggler's Run. Yes, pretty but much. I have a feeling, just like everywhere else, that Hondo's credits are not uh, good anywhere.
2: Hondo,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Hondo Wanaka,
2: Hondo's credits.
0: That's what they were telling me at one of the uh, concession stands. When I was like, "Can I use H- the credits I got from the Fly and the Falcon?" They're like, "Oh, I don't know. I think Hondo's credits are. He's kind of a shady character. <laughs> we don't really take his credits. Like, oh, okay. Like In other words, <laughs> you want my cash, like, not uh, fake credits. It's like Republic credits. <laughs> yeah." You must be a Tridarian. That's what I told the person, but I don't think they got it.
2: Just like, they didn't even know. <laughs> uh Okay. All right, so how do you guys feel about bug-infested lettuce?
1: Well, you know, it's not my favorite kind of lettuce.
2: <laughs> well, there's a lawsuit that claims that guests staying at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort ate lettuce wraps containing live bugs at the club-level lounge, nonetheless.
1: I mean, it's highly themed. Right. This is just
2: being authentic. Just to give you kind of a a little bit on it, it says, Photos in the 90-page lawsuit show what seems to be live bugs lurking on on pieces of lettuce. And uh, they tell the names of the people that are plaintiffs in the lawsuit. I mean, I guess it's public knowledge, but I'm not going to go through them. According to the lawsuit, after consuming multiple lettuce wraps, one of them felt something crawling inside of her mouth and removed what appeared to be a small green object that had legs and was moving. A scarab? And this led to the group becoming extremely <laughs> sick and required multiple trips to a local emergency room for treatment. The suit is for damages in excess of 15000 for loss of enjoyment of life, earnings, and medical expenses. I think the getting sick part, though, was probably mostly mental after seeing it. You know what I'm saying? It was probably a, a mental right. thing. I don't think that they actually got physically ill from them, but I could be wrong. Um, that's just right. my first... and That's my initial thought after reading it, but... Any any further thoughts?
0: Um, I guess they won't roll out the uh, new uh-huh. dessert, uh, chilled monkey brains, anytime soon. <laughs> it just made me think of Temple of Doom when you were talking about live bugs. In the oh, yes. I had bugs <laughs> for lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could literally saw a big
2: June bug while we were driving. <laughs> Not really hungry. So we're going to all sorts of movie references now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just anyway. go, man.
1: I don't know what to believe. I mean, they got these pictures, but good luck to them. So the pictures 15, were
2: in the lawsuit. Yeah, I don't know. Get your fifteen, 15.
1: grand. Have a good day. Yeah. Come yeah. Go back to Disney. <laughs> I just... I, I that money. Yeah,
2: I find it a little hard to believe. I'm not going to rule it out, but I mean, I find it a little hard to believe that that got by, like, the chefs that are at the Polynesian. I'm just saying. Was this so.
0: Captain Cook's or was this at, like... what well, was club
2: level, so I don't know where it comes from.
0: Oh, okay. So maybe it was the lounge. That's interesting. Yeah,
2: but I don't know where it comes from initially. Like, what kitchen. Right, right, right. It's got to be in right. one yeah, of the kitchens. Know. Interesting. Anyway. Moving along. This happened the day on the grand opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And I'm not sure... I haven't... I'm, I'm only reading this because I'm not sure exactly what they're running now. Okay? Because the Friendship Boat's... And bus service was offered for the grand opening, which was first day, because Hollywood Studios opened at 6 a.m. They said to accommodate transportation services, the friendship boats ran until 9.30 p.m. And they started at 3.30 a.m. on opening day. I mean, it's operated like almost 24 hours.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: And it does say for August 30th through September 28th, the service will start at 4.30 a.m. and run until midnight. So they'll be going on while i'm there and my next trip but i'm not going to be you know in a at a friendship boat resort buses will also start at 3 30 a.m and will conclude two hours till after park close so i guess my thoughts are i want to say i could be botching this but i remember i want to say that there was a theory tested out by touring plans when it comes to the buses how they say they operate at this amount of time but they really operate even earlier than that did you remember seeing something like that adam had Mm -hmm. you watched that video
1: yeah yeah i remember that
2: they really operate like 90 minutes before or something like that they really start operating but they just don't advertise it so it makes me wonder with this one are they going to be right on it or are they going to be even earlier (laughs)
0: yeah or are they not even going to be the time now because no one's showing up
2: yeah, I mean, are they going to see it worth it? Are they going to scale this back? Or are they going to stay with their original commitment? Yeah. That says it will start at 4.30 now instead of 3.30. Like, you know, they just say an hour back later from August 30th yeah. through the 28th.
0: I mean, it seems like opening day for Toy Story Land was very similar to how Galaxy's Edge went, where it was really big opening day, but after that it fizzled out very quickly. And it's still busy, but it's not like, you know, five-hour waits
2: for Smuggler's Run every day. All right. So, kind of going along with the Star Wars theme, uh, Disney and Southwest Airlines unveil a Back to Batu sweepstakes, and the winners are to receive a return trip to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Okay. So, the chance to win a return trip to the land in December, essentially. So, back when... You know Galaxy when a um, Rise of Resistance is opens. open, right? I see. Says the winners will receive a four-day, three-night trip to Walt Disney World and access to a special event on December fourth. Uh, and to enter, ooh. guests yeah, media preview. To enter, guests must share a photo from Walt Disney World's Batu and tag at Walt Disney World and include the hashtag sweepstakes, hashtag Galaxy's Edge, and hashtag Back to Batu in the post. Here is the full breakdown of the rules for the sweepstakes. So that was, this was starting on the 30th of August. Mm-hmm. You can enter a chance to be among the first to help the Resistance, top of the First Order when Rise of the Resistance. Traction opens at Galaxy's Edge. 77 winners of the sweepstakes will get the chance to return to Batu and attend a special event on December 4th, which I said before includes a four-day, three-night. 77, that's funny. On Southwest Airlines. And it says to enter, visit Star Wars Galaxy's Edge now and post a photo from your experience on Instagram or Twitter. And be sure to tag at Walt Disney World and include the hashtags sweepstakes, galaxy's edge, and back to Batu
1: in your post. So I've actually, I'm taking a look here at uh, Marty King, Pirate, uh, Kenny the Pirate, Toddler, of Terror, who ran on Monday and completed. And they posted a photo pass picture uh, where they have the back to Batu like circle in the bottom left corner with all the hashtags you need to hit. So it looks like they're overlaying that on some of the the photo there pass photos, so to make it even easier for people. Yeah. Huh. So. Well, that's good. To know.
2: Looks like they're already entered and they didn't even know it, possibly.
1: Well, it doesn't look like they actually did the hashtags they needed to when they posted it, oh, but well. the uh, the photo itself sort of has all the instructions inside the photo.
2: Oh, so okay, mm. I get you. You're saying it's kinda of like a reminder or saying like, hey, do it's like, this. Hey,
1: why not do this? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously they're trying to get the word spread on social media quite a bit about Galaxy's Edge. Hey, it's open now. And <laughs> Come I mean on, out.
2: and the fact that we just mentioned it, I mean it should totally blow up now, right? I mean
1: Oh yeah. Yeah it's gonna <laughs> get I mean, millions. I feel like we should get an invite because we mentioned it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just Just because we mentioned it. That's pretty cool, though. I'm tempted to post a picture. I was going to say you guys uh, just them because of it. Yeah. Just for the heck of it. Why not? Now, if that's a media preview, though, that is a good thing because you'll get to get right on Rise of the Resistance. With nobody else. Yeah, I kind
2: of feel like that's what that's going to be.
0: That would be like the best case scenario for getting on it (laughs) without having to rope it with a million other people.
2: Yep. All right, so sticking with somewhat Galaxy's Edge news, TSA reviews their policy on Star Wars Galaxy Edge thermal detonator Coca-Cola bottles, now permitted as oversized liquids. The, for those of you that didn't know, it was uh, within the last week as well that they actually released a announcement saying that they weren't allowing them on the uh, planes due to their resemblance to actual explosives. Um. ...is the idea, which, I mean, it is called a thermal detonator, or supposed to be like one. So, uh, what do we think about I this? I that was
0: kind of a joke, though, wasn't it? I mean, it is shaped like that from the movie, but it didn't have a cap or a lid on it, you know? So, I just thought it was like, oh, it's kind of funny. Um, you know, my brother was telling me that this these Coke bottles are the same ones they use for Christmas promotion.
2: Yeah, I was going to mention oh, that, yeah. you didn't.
0: Right, so I'm like... <laughs> I don't think thermal detonator is I I thought it was kind of a joke to be honest that some Star Wars fans were saying was Coca-Cola attempting to make thermal detonators they had these from a Christmas promotion and so they threw a a Star Wars looking you know logo Coca-Cola logo on it and called it a day versus you know some Star Wars fans were the ones calling it thermal detonators at least that's what I was thinking but
2: no, I'm pretty sure they intended them to be thermal detonators. They were called that from the beginning. I mean, every time we ever saw anything on them, they were called that. I mean, did Coca-Cola call them that, though? I don't remember
0: seeing Coca-Cola well, why say else that. Would
2: they shape them like that and actually have that on the top looking like that?
0: I think they already had them made or had something where they could easily make them again.
2: Well, yeah, they had a design already because they had the yeah the right. Christmas balls or whatever you want to call them. Right. So anyway, I, fine. Call it what you want. <laughs> I never tried to take the Christmas ones on a plane either, though. I might could have got the same mm-hmm. reaction.
0: Now, so they were saying you couldn't put it in your checked bag either?
1: The original advice was neither checked bag nor uh, carry-on. You couldn't do either.
0: Yeah,
2: well, of course, carry-on makes sense because it's
0: over three ounces or whatever. But
2: but apparently they've reviewed the policy and it looks like they're now allowing it. So Allowing it for checked bag, I assume.
1: Yes, it's, be, it's being treated as an oversized liquid. Yeah, so that makes sense.
0: And they should have done that all along, although I guess maybe just the shape of the bottle made people think maybe some people weren't trained on looking for odd-shaped Coca-Cola bottles.
2: I was thinking that maybe 3PO worked for the TSA, you know? Like, he's holding a thermal detonator! Yeah, anyway. well, then they would have the airport on lockdown. <laughs>
0: Anyway, all right. Well, I'm glad they reversed their decision.
2: Yep. Made some nerds happy. All right, so Disney is casting some shade in the direction of Slinky Dog Dash.
1: Yeah. Oh, way, way to go. Way to go.
2: <laughs> Throwing
1: shade? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. In a good sense. For gotcha. There's a new shaded structure in response to guest feedback over the queue line, or at least as much of it as they possibly can, I guess, within reason. How much of a difference do you think that will make on a warm day, based on what you see? I a still lot. think the sun's gonna. You think it's gonna be a lot?
1: I mean, that is the part of the queue that I was standing in on July Fourth, and I was unable to use my phone because it was—it literally was too hot. It came up and it said, "Too hot, overheating. Stop." Well, I was just thinking, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get out of this
2: stupid line. It's like, That's what are what you? It was saying. It's like I was not. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing uh, walking with me on the surface of the sun? (laughs) Yes, like, get away from the sun. Surprised Siri didn't start talking about such things. He's like, Siri starts to say, hey, you're not supposed to put me in the oven.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if they they put some solar (laughs) panels on the top of these, uh, on the top of this sort of shade, they probably could power Toy Story Land. Maybe, at least, yeah. Well, I mean,
2: when I was looking at it, though, I was thinking they're awfully tall. Why couldn't they have made them a little lower so they actually shade everyone? Because, like, depending on the angle of the sun... Right. You see what that's I mean? That's what I was about to say. Yeah, it looks like
0: <laughs> at high noon, you'll be great. But otherwise, you'll have direct sun coming out on the sides, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, the taller it is, the easier it'll be. you'll be able to see it from the exit from Batu. No, I'm just kidding. I'm right, yeah, exactly. Throwing a little shade at WDW News Today, who's... Casting shade. (laughs) Yeah, that's really casting shade on the transition from Batu to Toy Story Land.
2: Yeah. You know, the thing about it is, I know this is a certain time of morning when these photos were taken, but it actually, I mean, it looks like, you know, they have shade, but it's not going to do much good if you have heat lamps on everybody under there. Right, they do (laughs) they look like heat lamps,
0: yeah. (laughs) Like, we're going to just move the sun lower so it's closer to you. Right. (laughs) A fake sun versus the real one. But hey, at least they're
2: doing something. It's not perfect, but they did something. So Right. They made an attempt and I'm sure it'll make some difference. I just don't know how much based on the For like an hour a day it's shaded.
1: I mean, as everybody will point out, this you know, you're in Andy's backyard. It makes sense for there to be a random colorful shaded thing. Yeah. In the ground. (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, Andy cares about his aunt guests, I guess. <laughs> his aunt guests. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. is like, riding his actual roller coaster.
2: Yeah, whatever he coaster. has this riding Slinky Dog in his backyard.
0: Little action figure people that he's...
2: Yeah. Extremely tiny in comparison to his other toys, apparently. We're <laughs> yeah, right. like micro men. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Uh, A micro machine.
2: <laughs> yes. All That's right. Funny. So, keeping this train rolling... Or maybe I should say spacecraft. I don't know. So is, you, Don. that's really, I'm going to say this is really uh, stretching it for this one because I'm going to Mission Space Race Reopens with fewer uh-huh. computer bays after its refurbishment. It wasn't even down that long, was it? I mean, it just happened like last month.
1: It was down when we were there last. Right. 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 Um, but I feel like it wasn't down in June. So yeah, it's not been down very long. So basically
2: they, it seems like they scaled it back some, like they took some, like they feel like they had too many machines, it sounds like, in there maybe, for the number of guests that actually participate in it. Right. I don't Most know. Most people just run out of there <laughs> as quickly as they can. So I don't, I don't get what, where, where's the, where's their advantage by having fewer machines in it though? So I don't, I don't mean, I, I don't know, are they plan unless they plan on using the space for something else at some point, I don't get where they, why they would bother. Do you see what I mean? Right, I don't, I don't know, but anyway. Disney claims castaway key crew safe after Hurricane Dorian and cast members did not evacuate the island. I actually saw where some people were kind of criticizing Disney over this, or at least some of the I think there were some family members talking about they didn't understand you know, they should be able to be with them or be off the island or something like that. Um I don't know how the actual cast members felt. I haven't heard anything out of that so far. Yep. But, um,
0: have any cruise ships come through, uh, since,
2: not since we've recorded,
1: right? Probably.
2: I know that they had to, um, change the schedule and the dream that was originally supposed to go out on Monday was rescheduled to go out on Wednesday, I believe it was, the time of this, the release of this episode. Just go to Castaway Key for like an abbreviated cruise. Would people get a partial refund or something? They or? did. They got fifty percent.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting.
2: Well, the dream was scheduled to go on a and it's typical Monday rounds, I guess you could call it, which mm-hmm. would be a four night Bahamian. Mm-hmm. So that typically would be you you leave port on a Monday, you come in, you go to Nassau on Tuesday. You have uh, Castaway Key on Wednesday. You have a day at sea Thursday, and you return to port on Friday. And then it goes out to sail on its three-night. Right. And it just basically goes back and forth between that. The majority of the time, goes four nights, right. three nights uh, right. to the Bahamas. That's what the Disney Dream's current schedule is, which may be changing soon with the new ships. We just don't know exactly. But it's right. it's been slightly abbreviated because of that, obviously. Right, right. a lot of that does determine on how what kind of shape castaway key itself is in yeah. i I have no doubt that the crew members though are fine I mean they've reached out to them because it's Disney, and I guarantee you whatever bunker that they had designed for the cast members there was state of the art <laughs> i mean they don't they don't skimp on this sort of stuff that's where they differ from most companies. They do not skimp on this sort of thing they take care of their folks when it comes to stuff like that. In fact, they uh, may have decided during this hurricane that they, if they they put a camera crew there, that's maybe why they left them there, so they could be part of the whole one day at uh, Disney <laughs> thing. Maybe this is how they treat okay. the crew members during a hurricane. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's for I'm next talking. year's follow up too. Yeah, we're going to
2: continue it two day. This is how look at how great this bunker is. But yeah, I was I was actually consider I was like uh, I was when I saw where the storm was and how everything was going. I was like I was a little concerned as to what kind of damage what he might sustain
1: Well you, you left off One of the uh, most important Stories of the week And I feel gypped by the way Adam we went to the Passholder preview mm-hmm. And uh, we ate at Docking Bay 7 And they had regular Forks The sporks are back They have the fancy sporks
0: Oh those really cool Star Wars Sporks
1: Yeah Dang they did not have that for us I'm just saying. The sporks oh, are back.
2: I was leaving that rant for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm wearing actually a forky shirt. I feel like, you know, that is how they get the blend as you go from Batu into Toy Story Land is the sort of the spork to forky transition. But yeah, these these sporks have been showing up on eBay. People have been stealing the sporks. So oh, if I you bet. haven't seen a picture, it's a fancy looking spork and then looks like, I don't know. It doesn't look like a regular spork, and it's a metal spork. Yeah. It looks like
0: it's slightly off-centered, the spork part.
1: Yeah, but I'm a little sad that they didn't have those ready for us, you know? <laughs>
0: so just to – somebody stole one, obviously, and sold it for 75 bucks <laughs> today. Wow. Well. Another wow. one for sixty, sixty oh oh my gosh, these things are like, wow. But they're very valuable, so don't don't steal them and sell them on eBay because you'll make a lot of money off of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so don't do that.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I feel a little jipped. You know, I guess not everything was ready for the Passholder Preview.
2: Right, because you didn't get any other advantages by being at the Passholder Preview at all. I mean, yeah, not at all.
1: I mean, our biggest advantage was, you know, we saw it open this week. And we didn't have to be there at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. We didn't have to wait in a five-hour line for a ride. Uh, yeah. We, yeah, it was it was quite pleasant.
2: Well, if you've paid attention to the last week, there's days when
1: people didn't have to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, they've only had to employ the boarding groups on opening day. But, I mean, take everything with a grain of salt, right? There's... Yep. Uh, There's been a hurricane threatening Florida and yeah, people have been sort of bailing and not wanting to be in town. So Right.
2: Well, I was just going to mention my brother is actually there now as Mm -hmm. we speak. They did do Smuggler's Run. Uh, They did it on Sunday. At the time, it was posted 90 minutes. He says they waited about an hour. As Disney usually gets away with indulging their wait time somewhat when it's slow, but it's usually not this slow. So it's yeah. kind of hard to get away with it, <laughs> right?
0: Well, I think the other thing is they always, for the biggest attractions, they I think they do always inflate the right wait time a little bit just to try and discourage, you know, more and yeah. more and more people. Because if the wait ever drops, like the post fireworks drops to like thirty minutes for Seven Doors Mine Train or forty-five or something, it immediately spikes back
2: up to like ninety. Before anybody even gets there, because yeah. they just know people are gonna bum rush it. Well, earlier in the recording tonight, Jason, before you joined us, I was looking at the Halloween party stats around ten something, and it was there. What there's still two hours left in the Halloween party for for this evening. This is well, we're recording this on Monday, Labor Day. Seven Doors Mine Train was like eleven minutes. I mean, Seven there.
1: Doors Mine Train has been a walk-on for the first two hours of the day, basically since uh, Smugglers uh, since uh, Galaxy's Edge has opened.
2: Right. Well, this was during the party too. I mean, and during the party, I'm used to seeing the times somewhat lower, but I'm used, not used to seeing them that low.
1: Well, you know. a couple of other things to know. I mean, this is Monday night. The Halloween party is going on, except for the fact that Disney has also announced that they will be closing early on Tuesday, closing at 2 p.m. So to get ready for the storm. And the other thing to know is um, that they did not shoot off the fireworks at this Halloween party tonight.
2: Mm. Yeah. Well, I've never known anyone personally that's been there during a storm of, of any, well, of this magnitude, I guess, or even though it's not real close, I mean, it's close enough to them to take precautions. I actually have, family that's there so I mean it'll be interesting to hear their take on how how things went during the storm the closest we've ever been to that Adam I don't know if you remember you know that time we went in 2001 there was actually a tropical storm I do remember <laughs> the, that I like think the day we were all arrived
0: <laughs> yeah I believe it was a category one hurricane but by the time it got to Florida like landfall it immediately dropped to a tropical storm and it was blowing over as we were driving down I do remember
2: that Yeah, because when we we actually checked into the Polynesian, like they were had flashlights, like there was no power in our room, I think, or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was for the first hour or so. Yeah, I do remember. Not long. Yeah. So that was the closest we've experienced, and who knows, they may have tropical storm force winds there. uh, You know, tomorrow or yesterday, (laughs) we'll have to know. uh,
2: Well, they are they are staying on renting points. So that should be interesting to get their take on that when it's all said and done. But um, they're yep. at the Polynesian, and they're in the Morea building, which used to be Tahiti. And they do have a castle view from there as well on the bottom floor. So Yeah, I heard him saying he was watching
0: the ferry boats go by. So Yeah. Pretty cool.
2: Yeah, because he's on, he's on that end. He's on the end. He's not right on the end, but he's close to the end where that's on the TTC end.
0: Cool. Well, we'll see if we get him on uh,
2: after the fact.
0: Officially, this time, not just. Right. Not just speakerphone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any other news? Nope.
1: Not for me. I mean, other than the fact that Galaxy's Edge opened. Yeah.
0: And Food and Wine Festival started.
1: Yeah, it started. And we don't have a review of Food and Wine yet, but I think we can get there once we've been able to sample it. That was uh that was gonna be on my agenda this week, but I was unable to make it, of course. And even yeah. if I had made it, the park will be closed on Tuesday evening, which is when I was gonna go to Food Foodline. Right. Boo. Boo again.
0: So yeah. Boo um. to you. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: Boo
2: to Dorian. So I'm just gonna have to wait a little bit longer
1: to Yep. To get that. But I mean, we all saw um when Galaxy's Edge opened, the wait time spiked at I think five a little over five hours for the ride when mm-hmm. it first rope dropped. The line was to the to the um entrance of Hollywood Studios, but it quickly snaked back down and got below two hours. And basically the wait does not get above two hours now. I mean it's a high capacity ride and there hasn't been that big a crowds, so Oh, yeah. like you
2: said, high capacity by today's standards, maybe. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> by, by today's Disney standards. And the thing uh, is, people go in the, the land, and the ride isn't, at the moment, really the draw, in my opinion. I mean, once you've ridden the ride once, this is sort of how Adam and I felt when we rode it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't really want to just get back in line and ride it again. I was like, all right, well, I've done that now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It wasn't a, like, like say flight of yeah, go ahead. yeah, like <laughs> like
1: flight of passage where you're like, well, I want to ride that again,
0: now, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, I didn't feel that unfortunately, and I I, I should have because the Falcon is like my favorite. You know, growing up with Star Wars, that was my dream, and it was fun, but it just wasn't. You know, the repeatability wasn't there for me, so. Now, if they had different missions like I thought they were going to have at, at some point where you you never know what you're going to get when you get in there and you could do a different mission, kind of like Star Tours, you never know what you're going to be seeing necessarily. And that would make me come back for sure.
2: Well, I mean, this is, again, right now for me just purely observation right now, but any anytime you have a ride in which it's so dependent upon where you sit as to how enjoyable your experience is, yeah, that uh, kind of is I don't want to say a problem, but, you know, is yeah, the only thing I would want to do with the
0: other positions is just look around the cockpit uh, more and see, you know, more of what I'm doing or more of what the ride is versus, you know, when you're piloting, you're up front and you're kind of doing more of the work, whereas in the back, you can kind of look around a little more, maybe even though you're you kind of screw up if you're not uh looking at your button I guess but
2: yeah James said that um Jenna and Emmeline were the pilots in mm-hmm. theirs and Emmeline uh was on the side where the light speed was I don't know yeah. if they knew about it and didn't do it but she couldn't actually reach the lever apparently That's from really? her seat so she was, <laughs> so Jenna had to reach over there and do it yeah I, and she's like 7 so yeah. I don't know if it's cuz of the restraints she couldn't quite reach the light speed so, doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's strange to me. i have no. to dig into that
0: more. Yeah. Because so. I... I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. It would be odd
2: if you're tall enough to ride the ride, but you can't reach the buttons. Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah. based on what I've measured with Maddie, she actually might be tall enough to ride it. I mean, it says 38 inches, and she's right at 40 from everything yeah, I've measured. Be. So. My son almost was tall enough,
0: and he's two, so <laughs> not even two. Well, I mean... Your, was, your son is big. <laughs> he's, not yes. a, he's not the average kid in size. That's let's just put it that way. <laughs> My older son is not either, and he was easily
2: able to reach everything. Uh, James actually mentioned and where he was a gunner. Yes, and okay, got it. he was more yeah. he was like he got to he was like more interested in just seeing what was going on so yeah i think he said he put it on like auto or something like that <laughs> Oh, really? like okay. autopilot or something yeah. i think you have an option to do it yourself for it the
1: uh, for the gunner you can either try to aim yourself or you can have it aim for you and i just yeah. had it aim for me yeah and even then i was distracted because they kept changing which button to press you can just mash the button just psh, 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 psh. and yeah. even then if i'd looked away the button would be the button over from it and i end up not shooting enough but well
0: that's why they uh, did that so you have to pay attention and (laughs) to do
1: something rather than just sit there well pay Um, attention and then miss the ride I mean my son I looked over at him I don't think he looked at the screen the whole time he just looked at his button and just hit uh it I don't even think he knew what was going on he was just mashing (laughs) his button
0: that's probably why he didn't want to ride it again (laughs) I I don't think he was boring. (laughs) Because <laughs> my son wrote it twice. I don't know what he did the second time, actually.
1: He seemed to I enjoy it. I guess the other opening day news is, of course, we had uh, several people attempt the the parchaeology challenge on yes. opening day. And we had two completions. It turns out, since Galaxy's Edge opening, it has been the absolute best time to attempt the challenge of writing every ride at Disney world in one day. That is because the rate times have been astronomically low. So on opening day of star Wars galaxy's edge, Nathan fire sheets, Michelle Sims and Scott Kumka all attempted. Uh, Michelle Sims bowed out early. Although later uh, this is, we are recording on Monday night, labor day. Michelle Sims, as we are recording has just completed the parcheology challenge. So she has come back and completed Nathan and Scott both completed Scott on his, I think it was his 27th or 28th attempt has finally oh, completed yeah. the archaeology challenge. And in fact, he has completed twice this week. He has completed again. And Nathan got his first completion this week, as well as his second. And his first completion was oxygen free, meaning he used no fast passes. He did not go into the day uh, saying that, but he did end up just not even needing them and never using them. So we had two completions on opening day with a grand total of three Fast Passes used and completed in under 15 hours. Crazy.
0: I mean, I would love to know more from them firsthand about the walk into Galaxy's Edge, but from what I gathered, it was not pleasant trying to get through that crowd all the way in. Hollywood Studios on opening day, but once you got past Smuggler's Run, it was pretty much smooth sailing the rest of the yep. day.
1: So let's let's walk you. I can walk down. Uh, let's look at Nathan's uh, run first, since he was oxygen free. Him and Scott stayed together during the morning at Hollywood Studios. So the park opened at 6 a.m. However, they began walking people into Hollywood Studios a little bit around before four, around four o'clock in the morning. They began walking people back towards Smuggler's Run around 4.30, and Nathan and Scott were aboard uh, the first boarding group on Millennium Falcon. Smuggler's Run at 5.05 a.m. At 5 o'clock in the morning, they were on the ride. A full hour before it was scheduled to open.
2: Well, I think they set that time as kind of like, this is where we're going to see how things are, and they probably adjusted it based on the crowd level. Yeah, They were probably like, okay, we need to get this. We got a lot of folks in line now. We need to get this started, this party started. Get some
0: people moving rather than clustered. I think they had
1: always planned to open an hour earlier on the opening day. We've seen later in the week they have not been doing this. Uh, In fact, people have not been getting on until about 6.20. Uh, They don't start walking them down until 6 a.m. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what um, like I was saying. I,
2: I feel like they get kind of gauge it. And I guarantee you, they have somebody looking at how the crowds are going, depending on how they, um, how they do the rope drop. I guess because you don't, yeah. they don't want to have a, they don't want to have a traffic jam, if they can help it.
1: Right. The other thing to note is that at this point, uh, it was not extra magic hours. It has now transitioned to that 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. is extra magic hours, which changes the rope drop procedure a little bit. But at this time, anybody that could get into the park could go. Um, Right. And they called it basically a stampede. I think they worked their way. They were in the first boarding group. Uh, They were on Millennium Falcon, like I said, at 5.05 a.m. They immediately went to Alien Swirling Saucers at 5.19 a.m. They went to Slinky Dog Dash at 5.23 a.m. A A walk-on. The pictures show that they were the only people on the ride. They were offered a re-ride. When they got back, would you like to stay on and ride Slingy Dog again? Was offered. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank um, you. <laughs> Midway Mania at five thirty-one a.m. Star Tours at five fifty-three a.m. Tower of Terror at six fifteen a.m. and Rocking Roller Coaster at six twenty-eight a.m. Meaning that they completed Hollywood Studios officially twenty-eight minutes after park open. Yeah, hmm. that's crazy. That's great timing. Yep. So they were all together there. No fast passes needed. And then they hopped to magic kingdom. So at this point, things start to deviate. Uh, Let's stick along with Nathan fire sheets to talk a little bit about what he did. He, uh, did Tomorrowland Speedway first Because he had noticed that they were running you know, Only one side the day before So he wanted to get that done Rather than going straight to Main Street vehicles So at 7.05am he rode Tomorrowland Speedway They just missed rope drop at Magic Kingdom They were able to complete And still almost make the 7am rope Yeah, that's crazy uh, Rode Space Mountain, a walk-on Space Ranger Spin, a walk-on Seven Dwarves Mine Train at 7.36am A walk-on Winnie the Pooh 7:42 a.m., Mad Tea Party 7:48, Peter Pan's Flight all the way at 7:55 a.m., Walk On, Thunder Mountain Walk On, Jungle Cruise, walk everything was a walk on and the whole morning. I don't I don't wow. think they had to wait in line for anything. He picked up Main Street Vehicles at 9:09 a.m. Let's see, then Haunted Mansion, Small World, Mermaid, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera ending with Tom Sawyer Island rafts at 11.40 a.m. and Liberty Square Riverboat at 12.04 p.m. So the grail of Magic Kingdom was wow. five hours on the dot yeah. from first to last ride uh, with no fast passes. That's fast. Scott was done at one ten p.m., so he was a little bit longer, but yeah.
2: It was amazing that they had, what, two parks done at midday?
1: Yep, at 12.04 one p.m., them- uh, Nathan had 30 rides done At 12 o'clock Yeah <laughs> Wow Yeah
2: that's That's amazing I was just kind of thinking back When you said they were out At what 628 Was it uh, Yep For Hollywood Studios Now If Put yourself in their shoes Would you not be tempted to Go over to Animal Kingdom And No Try and hit that rope No
1: Nope Hm. I, I think the 7am makes sense They were going in They knew the grail For educating. I mean Animal Kingdom was going to be fine. You know you can get fast passes for those things. I I would I would have just taken the, because at at that point you're adding hops and you can't Grail Animal Kingdom and still make Main Street vehicles. So if well, you're I going, think you to could Animal have that Kingdom, day. Uh, but, well you can't because the uh Ex- wildlife express train and Kali River Rapids don't open until later. So you you would have to split animal kingdom. If you had gone to rope, drop it.
2: Well, that's true. I haven't been thinking about those. I was not thinking. Well, that doesn't open that much later. Does it? 9. AM. Oh, okay. My bad.
1: So that would, that would mean you'd have to split it, which. So, yeah, I think this is why they went for the grail. So at 12 4 PM, 30 rides done for Nathan. That's no fast bad. passes at, the hop uh 1:21 p.m. dinosaur 1:32 p.m. triceratops spin single rider at everest at 1:37 this is when he started talking about i think i'm going to go for oxygen free he he's like i don't think i need to use fast passes Oh, so, so he, after
2: everything's a walk on <laughs> i'm sorry yeah
1: <laughs> well i mean yeah he 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 had them and he's never used them he's like well maybe i just he was sort of like do i go for it or not he was sort of on twitter talking about it and people were right. like I just go that, for yeah. it just 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 see what's going on so he, he does it 219 Kali, 239 Wildlife Express train, 303 p.m. Kilimanjaro. Then he does his standby. So he gets on Kilimanjaro at 303. Kilimanjaro, of course, can be 20 to 25 minutes. He does not get on Flight of Passage until 4.43 p.m. And then he gets on Navi River Journey at 5.10 p.m. So at 5.10, three parks done. That means that Animal Kingdom was almost four hours, but with no fast passes.
0: Right. Yeah, I would be getting a little nervous not because you know I think oh this is going to be too tight but it did make it a lot closer by going oxygen free than just pulling some fast passes at Animal Kingdom. So it made well, it more interesting, I think.
1: By comparison, Scott did use three fast passes at Animal Kingdom in order to get his to get back into the race cuz you know he was uh, like a full hour slower almost than uh Nathan was at Magic Kingdom, so he did Flight of Passage, Kilimanjaro Safars, and Navi River Journey with Fast Passes. So his Animal Kingdom time was only 2 hours and 20 minutes. Wow.
0: Yeah, that was way... Okay, so so that put him back ahead of... What time did he leave
1: Animal Kingdom? Uh, 4.48 p.m. He left Animal Kingdom uh, about 20 minutes before Nathan. Okay,
0: so he pulled back in just by doing those three Fast Passes. Yeah,
1: So at that point, 38 rides done at 5 something PM or approximately for both challengers. Uh, Nathan, of course, then wraps it up. I mean, Epcot was pretty slow moving as far as like there wasn't a whole lot of lines. 5.52 PM Spaceship Earth. Then Journey into Imagination, Living with the Land and Soarin' all before 7. 7.15 at the Sea. 7.31 Single Rider Test Track. Mission Space, 8.05 p.m. Grand Fiesta Tour. Then they all get in the, the standby line together, and at 8.47 p.m., they ride Frozen Ever After and are out in time to see Illuminations. Wow. Very at cool. At 9 o'clock.
0: Yeah, that was... That's cool. I was able to have more options for food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting to end at Epcot, you know. It's funny you never think about ever ending at Epcot because it's the hours are never in favor for that on on normal days, you know. True, but
1: well, they hit their time. holy grail. This has been, I think, somebody had posted before this. There's only ever been one holy grail, I think, ever done, which is they there was no parks were split. They every park was grailed, oh yeah, you know, from beginning to end, and so you did. There were two of them in one day. Uh, we had an oxygen-free Holy Grail, which had never been done before. Wow. Um,
2: A lot of firsts. And just think, if they had the type of hours that were, we are going to be seeing on the 4th and the 11th,
1: well, they'll you be, wouldn't really even need them. Oh, no, they they wouldn't need them. I mean, the hours the last few days. I mean, so so that was Nathan and Scott, which was huge. I mean, everybody was boggled at these lines. And the question is, is it going to hold up? Well, for the last few days, we have seen uh, more completions. Scott completed again. This time, people have sort of started splitting Hollywood Studios rather than just doing the straight-up Holy Grail so that they can still make it in Grail Magic Kingdom. But the standard uh, play seems to be do uh, rope drop at Hollywood Studios, uh, Grail Magic Kingdom, Grail... Animal Kingdom, Grail, Epcot, and then hop back for a la- your last few rides at Hollywood Studios. Nathan got a second completion just doing the Holy Grail, but this time he used eight fast passes in order to get, get done on time. Mike, I don't know, I can't pronounce his last name, Sharnowski, uh, his Twitter handle is HowToMouse. He and his wife, Carrie, got their, they've attempted several times, and they had got their first completion this past week. They did... Magic Kingdom in five, five and a half hours, a four-hour Epcot, a one-hour and 40-minute uh, uh, studios, and a three-hour and 39-minute Animal Kingdom. Kendall, congratulations to Kendall, as well as Toddler of Terror, who ran together. Kendall got her first completion as well. I just already said that uh, Michelle Sims got her first completion. Jimmy Swinney, who I've seen run several times and met when we were there not that long ago, got his first completion. And everybody's getting done before 9 p.m. I mean, we've been 9 to 10 p.m. It's not been late nights. There's been no need. Uh, And they haven't had those hours. You didn't need them. It's all wrapping up.
0: John, you should tell your brother to run on the 4th (laughs) if the hours are the same. Today, excuse uh, me. Uh, yeah, I don't think he would do that. I think they could do it without even
2: trying that hard on the 4th. Oh, you know, just- with his group the other day at Epcot, they actually had four rides down in the morning within an hour and a half. And there's, what, eight rides at Epcot, is it? Or is it nine? So, nine, I think. And they weren't even trying, and they did it within an hour and a half, which you guys have spent right at three hours there each time, right? So.
1: Yeah, I should point out that number one, I want to, if Toddler Terror is listening, good job, buddy. You did ride the rafts. I know your completion feels a little more complete, knowing you did actually ride every single <laughs> ride and didn't skip a ride. Um, and also, uh, Kendall and Toddler Terror uh, did take a pause in the middle of their animal kingdom to do the art class. Oh, wow. Oh. That's hilarious. There you go. Yep, they so did they... the Wildlife Express train, got off, did the art class, rode back, and then went to Epcot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so to gave you an
0: idea, just to let you know how how it is right now. Wow. I would that's, kind of that's...
2: like to point out that this is kind of what I said the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge effect would be in Walt Disney World, if you recall. Yeah, yeah but you but you, you have
1: to compound the fact that there is a hurricane looming too.
2: There was not uh, a hurricane looming whenever they first had these low times. That's Get, true. So Nathan on did opening, it in opening day,
1: on opening day, I think that, that is an artifact of nobody went to any other park because they were scared that it was going to be too crowded. Right. And then over the Labor Day weekend, I think we would have seen higher crowds had there not been a hurricane.
0: Yeah, I think yeah for sure there would have been higher crowds because it's a holiday weekend. No, but people were avoiding.
1: No, I mean it, I, I'm not saying higher crowds in Galaxy's Edge. I mean in general on Labor Day weekend you see at least a, a mild spike in crowds before they taper off for the for the September lull. And I think a lot of people just stayed away this Labor Day.
2: I mean historically it's not even like a holiday. It's like a
1: a normal day at best. I mean, historically, just saying. Uh, have you seen Walk on Seven Doors of Mine Train on Labor Day at ten o'clock I, in the morning? Well, I mean,
2: no, that's a little. That's a little different. But I'm um, uh, again this September thus far this this season thus far has actually been slower than we've seen in recent years too, or in quite some time. So we'll see how that plays out. But
1: yeah, yeah, I really wish I could run. Even I mean. The people who are shifting theirs by another day, before people were like, oh, we're going to do this day because uh, the 4th or the 11th because the hours are so long. You actually don't need the hours right now. You could run on any, just any old day and get it done. Um, yeah, as long as it's got this this level of crowds. There's a couple of things about this. Number one, I do not like the sort of sentiment that this is taking away from anybody's runs. I think this challenge is... Two parts. You pick a good day and you execute the day you're given. And these uh, challengers have picked great days to run. The other thing is, is this has been really encouraging because we're going to get a lot more rides. And we're going to need some sort of feeling that there's any possibility that 50-something, 50-plus is going to be possible. And we're going to need to start optimizing and getting some of these paces going. Yeah, I mean, telling me there's
2: a chance. On the right day there always is, but finding the right day is what's the the hard part, you know? I mean
1: that's always been part of the challenge. You gotta pick your day.
2: And you know, back when Christina and Shane did the O2 free in April, they they you know, they had good logic and reasoning as to picking that day. They actually eyeballed it. You know, they're like, Well there's gonna they've already they still have long hours scheduled for this day. It's gonna be post spring break. There's a chance it's gonna you know, they didn't know for a fact it was gonna be slower, but there was a they knew there was a chance and yeah. turns out they were right.
0: Yeah, I think you're just gonna to have to be more selective on your days in the future. There's only gonna be a handful of days per year where it's gonna be
1: easier than others. Or I think once all the rides open, it'll only be a few days a year when it's possibly even possible. Now, again, we keep saying they're going to open more rides, but that doesn't necessarily mean, like, will the crowds disperse more. It changes the whole wrinkles of what's an easy or hard fast pass. Like, just for example, back when we were running in June, everything was centered around Tower of Terror. Now, even with Galaxy's Edge, Tower of Terror is basically a walk-on all day. You know, I look in the middle of the day, it's 15-minute wait, 20-minute wait. Nothing, nobody cares about Tower of Terror anymore. Everything was centered around that, only because it was under refurb.
2: Yeah, I don't think that when these other rides come on, that it'll become impossible by any means. I think the one that's going to become a lot less likely and might even be in the impossible range would be O2 Free. I think that would become yeah. very unlikely. Uh, I don't think completion would, do.
1: When Shane and Christina did O2 Free, I thought that would be a one-time thing. But right. now, obviously, it can be done. And I guess we should give a extra special shout-out to Nathan Firesheets, who has now completed O2 Free at Disneyland and Disney World. He had, he had uh, four, I think, completions at Disneyland. And now he's gotten his first two at Disney World. He is – and he did back-to-back at Disneyland. I, it wasn't back-to-back – on this one, I think, he, yeah, he had a day's rest yeah. in between. It's, but, I mean, it's still incredible. <laughs> yeah. And I think there were people that realized once once they saw how easy it was for them, that opening day, they're like, oh, we need to move up our runs, move up our runs. Let's just get it done before the storm gets here. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, er- I think everybody thought the crowds were going to be lower and they were going to have a good shot because once they got past Smuggler's Run, it should have been easier. But I think nobody knew just how low those crap like it being that low. I don't think anybody predicted it was going to be that low.
2: Well, I wouldn't have expected someone to do an O2 free run on opening day, but that's just the way it worked out.
1: Yeah. I mean, would you have predicted that at like 10 o'clock, 1030 in the morning on opening day of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, that Seven Doors Mine Train would be a walk on?
2: No, I wouldn't have predicted that.
1: On Labor Day at midday, I saw WDW News Today posted at like 1 or 2 p.m. in the afternoon. The second longest wait time uh, at the park was Peter Pan's flight, and it was 35 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy.
2: That peak.
0: So, post-hurricane, what do we think it's going to – is it going to get more and more difficult? How when least, is it going to start getting more when, difficult?
1: When the six a.m. stops. I yeah, mean, for sure. When you don't when you don't have six a.m. anymore, the difficulty goes way up. Right.
2: I mean, you yeah. know, they, we say okay, they learned some things from California. Well, they still overcompensated, obviously, because they planned on doing this for how long? Until like November or something. <laughs> I can't remember what it was when they they originally said they're going to do the the six a.m. start again, overshot, it's not going to be absolutely necessary, but I'll take it. You know, it, there might be some days in October that it might be more necessary. I got a feeling there's some people just kind of waiting to do their Halloween thing and, and kind of put it all together. So October might look busier than, than uh, even normal when it's all said and done. But again, it's just... Even though you can do the Halloween thing in September, a lot of people like doing it in October for whatever reason, because it's closer to Halloween. I don't know. There's also a usually like a, a school break in October as well for the ones that do the year-round school.
1: I mean, the thing is, is if there's even a slight uptick in the Magic Kingdom wait times, it becomes a lot harder because there are more days available because the Magic Kingdom Grail is possible. Typically, nobody does the Magic Kingdom Grail because by the time you get to midday, Magic Kingdom isn't really playable from any sense of the word. So you just split it. You say, okay, it's midday. I'm going to go somewhere else Uh, because, I mean, everything everything just gets super crowded. That slog happens. But it's just not – the crowd's not building. You can be done by 1 o'clock, 1, 2 p.m., and – then you still have enough time to complete two more parks before they close at 9 or 10 p.m. Typically, you wait and do it only on, like, a Wednesday when Magic Kingdom is open until midnight or, you know, something like that. You don't you don't have to do that. You can try any day of the week right now.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, on the Wednesdays, when you have, what is it, 17, 18 hours? Uh, yeah, you'll have 18 hours. 18 hours, yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, you don't even really need that late Magic Kingdom time. It doesn't appear, at least the way things have gone. I, I mean, you could really almost take your time <laughs> during the challenge um, that you win a day in which you have 18 hours, assuming everything, you know, is yeah. going around the same crowd level.
1: But like I said, I mean, all of this is part of it. You, you show up on a busy day, you have to play a busy day. You show up on a white day. You play the light day. I mean, I, I, I'm I not going to call out names. I don't want anybody. I want everybody who attempts this challenge to, to know that you've done a great job because there's a lot to learn, especially if you've never run it before. But, I mean, people have attempted since Star Wars Galaxy's Edge has opened and have not completed um, for a variety of reasons. And it it, it it depends on weather. It depends on timing of things sometimes. You know, test track is, is just a pain. And, you know, sometimes people didn't research ahead of time and didn't know that certain things close early. I mean, you you, you still have to have your ducks in a row. You still have to know what you're doing. You can't just, and, like, wander around Disney World and accidentally ride all the rides. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> right.
2: when, the, when the rain comes. <laughs> right. Because it's not really a matter of if the rain comes, it's usually when.
1: Yeah. Uh. I'm just really happy that we've gotten a lot of first time completions out there. I mean, there are some people like Scott who have tried so many times and have gotten two now. I know Nathan has tried a lot. He's always been a very strong competitor. Um, and seeing him be able to get the oxygen free was great. I've seen Kendall run so many times. Uh, I know she was having a blast. I I think Nathan even brought up the fact that he actually enjoyed his run at Disney world this time, whereas he usually doesn't enjoy them. Um, Right, right. So seeing like Jimmy Swinney I've seen him try several times And he got his first completion Michelle Sims She's tried some Like seeing these first time completions Has been really great um, I think we're going to even see some more We might see some more wrinkles I know later this week The Brothers WDW Who have run many times Are running uh, Thursday and Friday now uh, I, I wonder if we'll see Kent pop out uh, and then the 11th, we're going to have our friends Park Hopping WDW run. I think Andy Jack, uh, who is, listens to the show, if you're listening, Andy, will be watching you as he's scheduled to run on the 11th. So we're going to, you know, it's going to be good. We're I, this is the If you've never run the challenge before and you have the ability to get down to Orlando in the next week and a half, go try it. Because this will be your best chance, I think, even if you, uh, maybe for a while. Yeah,
2: I was thinking, isn't there something like 15, 16 teams already like signed up, if not more, for the 11th, unless some of them yeah. have changed?
1: Yeah, there are a lot signed up. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I just want to point out that on Monday, Labor Day, Marty King, Kenny the Pirate, and uh, Toddler Terror completed, and they completed without rope dropping Smuggler's Run. Same for uh, Michelle Sims. So yeah. your strategy they there, it, right? they ended with it. Yeah, that makes sense. I like what that did they strategy? start with though? They started with Slinky Dog,
2: and I'm sure they were they were the only ones riding it too. At what time did they exit Hollywood Studios without Smuggler's Run?
1: They left Smuggler's Run and Star Tours.
2: Is it due to timing though? Is the reason why they went ahead and left? Maybe.
1: Yep, they wanted to be. The goal is to still get to Magic Kingdom to have the yeah have the time to get the Grail in.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Get get that done so you can make the rope at... Magic Kingdom, it and then get back to Animal Kingdom, Epcot.
1: Yeah. So they they rode Tower of Terror at 6.49 a.m., and they popped up on the Main Street vehicles at 7.19 a.m. Yeah. So so didn't quite make rope, but still getting there during the magic, the EMH. Yeah. The
2: earlier you get there, the better. So I guess that's kind of my other question. So we've been seeing consistently the early Magic Hours Main Street vehicles have been
1: out like every time. Yeah. 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 Had I been able to run on September 4th, that was going to be one of my concerns with the likelihood that it's going to rain all day on September 4th. With the, like, are they just not even going to run certain things like the Main Street vehicles? Now that I'm not running, I don't have to worry about it. But for the people who are running, I guess you won't listen to my advice because this will come out in the middle of your run. I think
2: the things that will make that day challenging are... You gotta catch Speedway when it's not raining. You gotta catch Test Track when it's not raining. You gotta catch Slinky Dog when it's not raining. There's a lot of ones that, with the amount of rain that's going to be in the area on Wednesday, the challenge would be catching those at the right time. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah,
1: my I had already started to make plans. I was going to do a lot more hops. Uh, I was going to be playing the indoor rides in the morning because as the uh, as it hopefully moves away later in the day on Wednesday, that's when I would start hopping back to all the outdoor rides. It was going to be uh, interesting. The other thing is, I was reading about this. I actually, I was researching it. The one thing you have to worry about too is sometimes they shut down pirates if it starts flooding in Adventureland.
2: Well, that would be a lot of rain. <laughs> I'm curious as to why that would be.
1: I guess so you don't have to swim to pirates.
2: I mean, is that the yeah. specific area where it floods? I mean, I guess I don't remember. I guess I, was, I just I, I was just yeah. reading
1: an article today because you yeah. know I thought I was going. Yeah. Um, and I was reading what under what conditions does everything close.
2: Out of all and, the times I've been, I don't remember being there during a deluge either. So, oh, or at least not in the park.
1: Oh, I was I was gonna be packing extra socks, and I was gonna yeah, I was gonna be like changing clothes at every park hop.
2: Yeah,
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Of course, I could probably change in the parking lot. Nobody would see me because there's gonna be you know nobody there on Wednesday. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh well.
0: Oh. Well. I guess we should kind of wrap this up now. Any other thoughts on the recent events?
1: Well, we you close? know, my thought is, I'm at work while this is coming out, and that makes me sad. So you did yeah. cheer me up though a little bit. We got to talk <laughs> about it. It cheered me up. But well, good. Mission I still, I still am not at Disney World, so I'm sad.
0: Yeah. Well, at least we got to talk about it, which is the next best thing.
1: That's right.
2: <laughs> so, there's either. absolutely no chance, depending on what happens, you would consider trying to make it down there.
1: <laughs> nope. It's all canceled. no chance whatsoever. Decisions made. Decision. Not going.
0: All right. Not Here even like this Saturday.
1: Um, I have stuff to do this weekend. Oh,
2: okay. Oh, well, well. As I mentioned earlier, I'm kind of on the fence on doing that run on the 11th. For a couple of different reasons, but if I do it, you'll probably know as early as Sunday or Monday. <laughs> right. You got to sign up so. for the challenge, yeah. Well, I mean, is there like a certain time period frame, <laughs>
1: yeah? Yeah, at least a day ahead of time,
2: at least a day, right? So that's what I mean. I, I was, I knew I figured something like that, but I, I was the way you were talking, I was like, what is there like a week time frame or something? So, yeah. Um, I just, there's a couple of things here and there that I kind of don't know about until it's, until it's almost there right. as well. So,
0: well, actually what the next episode that we air will be during, will be on the 11th. So we'll know by the next time we recorded or have an episode out what your plan is. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You should. Alright, well, that's going to do it for this particular episode of Traveling with the Mouse. As always, you can visit our website, which is TravelingWithTheMouse.com. How convenient. So go there and check out all the links to everything that we're about to mention. If you forget them, remember TravelingWithTheMouse.com. We have an email address. It's a podcast at TravelingWithTheMouse.com. And we also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash twtm.com podcast
2: we are on social media on facebook twitter and instagram and hopefully soon if we get enough time to edit uh, videos on youtube so uh, look for that and um, we also have a spreadshirt store in which we have our exclusive traveling with the mouse gear and you can get that at shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast So for myself,
0: John, and Jason, this has been Traveling with a Mouse, and we will see you
1: on our next trip. Hey, Adam, can I have $75? I need a new spork. (laughs) Yeah,
0: look on eBay.